Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Let's Get Real. I'm Nina Simons. Today I'd like to talk about a competency that I think is so fundamental to working well with others, and that's empathy. We can take this um, part of our lives for granted, this ability to both see others, but also um, have compassion. That's how I define it, is uh, both being able to see things accurately, but also to care about others, to be able to put yourself in their shoes is another way to think about empathy. And the way we do that is by seeing them fully and by caring about their experience. And it's easy to try to um, boil down relationships to skills that we can add. But if we only focus on skills, we end up only getting half of the equation. And it can feel a little bit like a technique that you're trying with people, which uh, interestingly enough, people can see right through. We uh, access a lot of our relationship skills through the right brain, the more intuitive part of the brain and the limbic system. And these parts of the brain are uh, really smart when it comes to when someone is doing something out of a sense of real uh, care and connection or when we're doing it uh, in order to get a different result from someone or to um, manipulate them. In my practice working with either executives one-on-one or emerging leaders in groups, I notice over and over again how much more effective uh, leadership is when we can come from a place of empathy. A leader that demonstrates this for me most is Satya Nadella, the current CEO at Microsoft. I worked inside Microsoft as a coach and facilitator for several years, and one of the things that struck me when I started, which was before uh, Sacha became the CEO, was that the culture was very focused on um, who was the smartest person in the room and um, really focused on finding one best answer uh, to most of the um, things that they were trying to solve for uh, at at that time. And what I really um, noticed was when Sacha became the CEO, he really made this strong pivot towards a culture of empathy and not only empathy for your uh, fellow teammates, but empathy for the customer. They really transformed um, their uh, culture from one that was about, we know what the customer needs to um, something called design thinking, where they were asking a lot more questions and learning a lot more about customer uh, needs in order to uh, create better products. And I think you see that now in in what they what they make, and of course, they've also acquired some really cool companies like LinkedIn. Now, he didn't come to this um, empathetic uh, wisdom uh, completely from uh, working with his coach, sad to say, but also um, from his own life experiences, which is actually a really important point for me to make: is that we can um, definitely build these skills. But sometimes life gives us lessons that um, create an opportunity to develop empathy. And in Sasha's case, this was true. He actually, he and his wife, uh, he talked openly about this in his book. Um, But his son, Zane, um, was born uh, legally blind uh, with cerebral palsy and so was also a quadriplegic. And so he learned a lot about himself from parenting Zane. And also he learned a lot about what was most important in life. And I think it gave him a lot more um, sense of perspective and balance, which I think also helped him with empathy. 
So I've talked a little bit about how people can recognize when um, you're faking empathy or when it's a technique and that there's some deeper work that needs to be done. And so what I thought would be most helpful for this conversation to at least start with some of the mindsets that create the groundwork for empathy. And a mindset is a way of being or a way of thinking about uh, something. And so in this case, um, it's about how we think about our um, relationships and how we relate to others and how we communicate um, is what we're focusing on here. And so there's four different mindsets I want to share with you that create um, the grounds for greater empathy. The first one is um, the ability to be present with others. Uh, it's actually almost impossible um, or more difficult to see them fully and to be able to feel what they're feeling if we're not in the present moment with them. This is partially because um, we don't only uh, connect with others through um, the rational mind, but also through um, our emotional center and just what we call the uh, psychobiological brain, which is the entire distributed brain, not just the brain that's uh, between our ears, but the one that we experience physically. So to really truly feel someone and think about someone that you love, someone in your life that matters to you. Um, if you're not in their physical presence, it can be much harder. In fact, I think that's why during the pandemic for a long time, we were all struggling with how to really feel connected uh, to our coworkers uh, because we were talking to them through um, a webcam, through something like Teams or Zoom and because we can't actually feel them. And so being present includes being present uh, with our whole selves. The second mindset that I wanna share is the mindset of objectivity. Now this might be surprising, like to think that you would need to be objective in order to be empathetic. Uh, but this is the part of empathy that's about seeing things accurately. If we are so um, focused on our level of care for the other person, and if we get so swept up in their emotions, we can lose uh, touch with really actually seeing what's happening accurately, right? So if, um, for example, if uh, your, your child is upset about something and we've learned as parents to kind of self-manage uh, our own frustration or concern about whatever's upsetting them, right? We need to have some objectivity in the moment in order to actually be able to help them and to be empathetic. The third mindset we need is our capacity to be curious. Empathy doesn't happen if we aren't curious about what's happening for the other person. In coactive coaching, we call this uh, level two listening, and that's the uh, ability to just completely bracket off our own experience and how whatever that other person is saying relates to us and really focus in on what is this person's experience right now? Uh, what's behind their words? What are the emotions that they're having? And it takes curiosity um, and a mindset of curiosity to actually access that kind of listening. So curiosity is a super important um, mindset for for empathy. And it really does uh, boil down to like this not knowing, like being willing to not know, which is very hard for us as adults, right? Like we need to access that part of us that's still six years old 
um, that curious, um, not know, unknowing place in ourselves. And then the fourth and final and equally important mindset for empathy is the mindset of care. We need to be caring. This one can get a little bit confusing for us because if we, if I say you need to care in order to have empathy, we can, we can think about this. Well, what about that person that I find really annoying or I don't really like very much? Uh, so in that case, care is less about like really having an appreciation for them as a person and more about respecting their humanity. So all of us, like this is so vital, all of us want to be seen, whether you're talking about the person experiencing homelessness on the street or uh, the barista at your local coffee place. I always use coffee examples. <laughs> uh, or your, your child or your mom or your sibling, right? Everybody um, wants to be seen as human, wants to be viewed as um, important. And so this skill, actually it just slows me down a little bit when I think about the, the mindset of, of care. There's a great book uh, called Leadership and Self-Deception and another one called The Outward Mindset by the same firm, the Arbiger Institute, that goes into a lot of detail on this last mindset and, um, and the importance of um, seeing people as um, not vehicles, not obstacles, and not irrelevant to you doing what you need to do. So those are the three ways that we can actually show a lack of care and a lack of respect for others um, is when we see them as less than human and forget that they have wants and needs and that what's happening for them matters. So of course, with all of these mindsets, it's important for us to be kind with ourselves because um, coming from these different points of view um, is a lifetime of practice, I like to say. And it's, uh, I, like, I like the saying, progress over perfection. In another episode, I will go more deeply into some of the uh, skills that support um, empathy. Uh, but for now, I'm given, going to give you a few ideas for action, for things that you can do to cultivate some of these mindsets. One of the things that really um, increases our empathy is actually reading fiction, reading really good novels that actually are about people that are really different from us. Um, I'm finishing up a book right now called A Place Called Home by David Ambrose, and it's a memoir, and it's about his experience uh, growing up in um, the foster system and also his experience with um, having a mentally ill mother and even experiencing some homelessness. And I just found the book so compelling and also um, gave me a lot of new insight into what it's like to be poor in the United States um, in modern in the modern era. And it's also a story of hope because of he's you know, he's, he's been, ended up very successful. He's actually a leader at Amazon now. So reading um, some fiction, some good fiction about someone else's experience, someone who's really different from the walk of life that you have. So that's one great thing. Well, being present, you know, the easiest way to learn how to be present, of course, is to have a, 
a meditation practice uh, or some kind of mindfulness practice. That is the best way to learn how to be present with others is to um, cultivate um, being present when we're all by ourselves. And so even just setting up a daily practice for five or 10 minutes uh, where you're going to sit and not do anything and just observe your thoughts and bring your attention back to your breath can be a really powerful um, practice for developing our capacity to be present. Um, then in terms of objectivity, this is my last idea for you for homework or something you could practice. Um, and it's a concept or a metaphor called getting up on the balcony. And this is from another one of my favorite leadership uh, thought leaders, uh, a guy named Heifetz, and I'll put his book in the notes. But um, when you're in a meeting, usually it's easier actually to do this for the first time when you're in a, a group setting where you're not the only one um, talking, you're not just talking back and forth with one other person. Um, try getting up on the balcony and observing what's happening in the conversation, what's not being said in the conversation, how are different parties in this uh, meeting um, what are they experiencing? What emotions are present? And just really activate that observer in you uh, by getting up on the balcony and then see what you discover um, from this one. So of course, this is developing the mindset of objectivity. So those are just some ideas for you. If you try one of them, I'd love to hear uh, what you learn, what result you get. Um, anyway, thank you so much for being here today. It's so great to have you listening. 